You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are talking about the MLS's back tournament. Some of these, some some teams that aren't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> no, none of it makes sense. It's the wackiest tournament. Also, uh, we recap a little bit of uh, some of the stuff that uh, happened in the NWSL Challenge Cup and That's maybe right. what the future is for uh, soccer uh, this year. That's right. Plus, we get to talk to Shay Groom, who just won, and she's going to tell you all about it in the most humble way possible. Psych, we won't allow that. That and more today on the Cooligans! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans, bitch. <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. Vamos. Vamos. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think you, I think we have a we have to take a commercial break. That was quite a long one. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. A little dizzy. A little light a little lightheaded after that okay, one. Okay. Yeah. I just feel so good because it's such a dope show. Uh, that's right. I mean, wow. Just, I don't honestly, mean this episode. I just mean the fact that you and I have a show. It's so dope, dude. <laughs> every every morning we we wake up, we're just like, yo, this is dope. <laughs> yeah, wait nice. a minute. That wasn't a dream also. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to The Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros, I All think. Right. Still a little lightheaded. <laughs> okay. I, uh, this is, you know, Alexis doesn't do drugs. He just screams to get yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, dude. High on life. What's my again <laughs> uh yes yeah, so uh welcome to the show we are your favorite stand-up comedians uh who hosts mm-hmm. the funniest soccer show that you've uh, ever remember seen when comedy existed that was oh. a fun time huh uh, you know to be honest i don't and i'm surprised you do <laughs> yeah. I get, you know what i did a show by the way we're also the gulliest uh, um well i did a show at qed in queens and uh it was backyard show people on roofs across the street it was kind of dope right and uh i was talking about with some of the other comedians it's it's like you're really good. Remember when you started comedy? There was no pressure, right? You, yeah. There was no industry watching you. There was no stakes. You were just right. You couldn't afford stakes. You were just doing. <laughs> you were just doing jokes for the purpose of doing jokes, and it was like dumb fun. It's like that, but we're good at comedy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's kind of nice. <laughs> it's like there's no, there's no reason to do this other than the fact that we want to. There's no. I don't have to get a five for a late night show. <laughs> there are no late night shows. <laughs> okay, nobody's getting any opportunity to do anything. No, the industry's <laughs> dead, dude. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it's just like doing uh doing stand up comedy in in the movie Mad Max. You know? Yeah, it's like you know the band that played on the Titanic as it went down. You know they played like an original at that moment. They're like, if we're gonna do this, let's do this for us. Yeah, I'm done with the covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. do it for the art, Jeff. Yeah, you know what? If you don't like it, you're out the group. All right, because because I'm gonna play the song I wrote about my ex-wife because I need to do it now. Yes, everybody. Look, uh, this is a soccer show. I promise. Hundred uh, percent. We're excited about today's show because not only are uh, we talking about a bunch of uh, but the tournaments, there's a lot of stuff going on, but we uh, have an incredible. Incredible guest, Shay Groom, uh, MVP of the NWSL Challenge Cup, will be joining us uh, later on this program. The champ is here. 
bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finish yeah, the whole song, bro. I thought you were going to. That's honestly all I know at the moment. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, Shay Groom is going to be with us uh, of the Houston Dash, and uh, we're absolutely thrilled. It's going to be so, so fun. Uh, we Can't have wait. to uh, start the, the show today. We have to talk about uh, the tournament that is still going on right now, but the MLS is back tournament has been topsy turvy, making no sense. Who's winning? The, the people you expected to be good are not even they there. They stink. <laughs> people are getting fired. <laughs> That's really what it is. You're just like, yo, I thought my team was good, but my team stinks. Damn. What's this? <laughs> and also, there's other people going, yo, yo, I thought my team stinks, but we lit. <laughs> yo, are we the greatest MLS team of all time right now? <laughs> Bro, it is, uh, you know, as far as re- returning to, to soccer after the uh, after this long break, it's, it's interesting because even the teams that were doing well before the break, uh, uh, you know, they only had two pretty much just two MLS matches. Right. But some had three, I think, but yeah, yeah. They're just like barely anything, a sample size. But for the most part, that's still kind of carried over, you know, uh, uh, the, the surprise. I mean, look, obviously Orlando playing as well as they have has been, I think a shock to many. Uh, uh, if, if somebody put money on that, I know there's the whole <laughs> bet MLS thing. If somebody put money on that, you're currently buying a new house. Because <laughs> no one, <laughs> no one just, thought that was going to happen. Uh, um, San Jose, uh, just the, the the style of play is we don't care how many how, how much they score on us, uh, we're just gonna <laughs> try to get more than them. You know, I feel like my prediction was a year early. Last year, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's so great! They're gonna win MLS Cup." You know what? I think I might have just been a year early. I'm 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 too much of a soothsayer. But know? everybody's saying that that they wouldn't be able to sustain something like this for uh you know for the the re- regular season. This yeah, is a- we also said Wando was too old and always <laughs> coming in and instantly scores. I think every he's time. I think he's too young at this point. <laughs> yeah, we gotta age him a little more. <laughs> no, uh, so first look, look. Let's go uh, and just talk about some of these uh, surprises. Let's start with the NYCFC, New York City football. Club. Wow. Uh, first of all, the fact that they are even in the knockout round is a, a miracle within itself. Complete shock <laughs> to everyone involved, I'm sure. <laughs> but then uh, in the knockout round, the first uh, the, the, their first knockout round match against Toronto FC were dominant, not Bruh. just. Uh, you know, not just like oh, we they 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 scrape by. No, no, no. This wasn't like no wonder goals were needed. This was just a top down drubbing. Dude. Uh, <laughs> so, I think I think Toronto only had one shot on goal. Um, I, I want to say maybe more than I don't know the exact number. I mean, they did get one goal, right? Patrick Mullins yeah. uh, uh, did score. Oh, it might have um, been yeah, okay. But that was that, that more of a like a consolation goal. They really were uh, out of it. Three shots uh, on target. They were out of. <laughs> they were pretty much out of it the entire game. I, I, it was one of those games where I'm like, uh, is that does NYCFC look really good or does Toronto just look bad? Right. right. It was tough to necessarily. Does Toronto's tell. flight take off <laughs> like right after the match <laughs> back home? Yeah, were they done with the this? heads? Ain't here. <laughs> Either that. Or, I mean, and look. Uh, Josie came in towards the end, I believe in the 80th minute, but uh, Ayo Akinola wasn't playing. Yeah. They had a 17-year-old who still looked great. I can't remember his name, but he was he looked amazing out there. Um, so certainly this wasn't their A team. But if you just take – I mean, NYCFC would have struggled against 
not struggled, but would have had a tough time breaking this team down regardless. Correct, but it also was not NYCFC's A team either, right? Uh, Abair didn't right. start the game. Maxi didn't start the game. No. Uh, so it was very Maxie different. Maxi was the man of the match without even starting it, I, and, which goes could... to show because how great they played in the first half, how much better they played in the second. But you can tell, even Maxi d- doesn't look 100%. Like, that's very clear. Yeah. He, I mean, the fact that he got a goal uh, is just it's also incredible. But he's he's not, he's like 80%. It looks he's not running full speed. He's right. just, he, he had to uh, go into the game after uh, uh, an injury to Ishmael Tazuri Shradi, which is also probably a bit of a, a concern uh, as well going forward. Uh, he, also but, su- he also got subbed out of the game he got subbed on to. So that's never. Yes, a great yes. signs. <laughs> well, yeah, he is not meant to to play seventy minutes or sixty minutes yeah. or, or or whatever. Uh, so, but but going f- look their their next matchup is you know we're recording this before the result, but the the Portland or Cincinnati uh, for NYCFC, and it's like which I have no idea who's going to win that. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, you know back you know ages ago, uh, you know, you know a month ago we would have said all right, it's going to be Portland NYCFC. It's going to yeah. be fun. You know the always have good matches uh but no cincinnati is gonna they're gonna park the the yaps down bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and, and you know hope for uh, uh you know a frankie amaya wonder goal uh which and that seems to be the get. strategy dude this this whole thing might be lafc versus uh i don't know i guess columbus or nycfc no one knows yeah yeah it, it's uh entertaining uh to, to say it's the least obviously wild. Says, uh, every, Make every season this but this is even the, the game with san jose and rsl like what sort of feeling is like once the um you know especially because there's no yellow card accumulation in the knockout rounds it feels like once the team knows that they're gonna lose they're like all right we're done we're, yeah. all, we're basically on this on the bus we're not trying to peace everybody <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got another uh box. We got another unboxing to do what? this week. Look at this. Can we see it? Whoa, from Charleston Battery. I love Look the new the... logo, dude. Okay, that's right. Okay, so let's uh Yeah, also shouts to Charleston Battery for always having uh defected Cuban players on. Yeah, shouts to you. Okay, is there like a system in place? I don't know. It seems defect- like they got a connection. This one guy like, oh yeah, papa, mandamelo. I got him. <laughs> We got a house That's room right. in Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ozzy Alonso's old team, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, and look at this. We got a kit. We got the Charleston battery kit. Oh, dude, too bad I didn't get one. Wait a minute, what's this? Oh! <laughs> look at this. Actually, you know what's funny about this? Which, by the way, honestly, beautiful. Even the yes, badge okay. itself. Thank you. Know, they you put so our name it. on it. The badge itself is just absolute. It's like felt or something. I don't know. It felt nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, um, this it's it's a size large. Uh, which, okay, not exactly my size. <laughs> I said to Christian, I was like, yo, should we say something? And Christian goes, lose weight. <laughs> that isn't what I said. I can't believe <laughs> that we are fat shaming. If you want to fit in the kit. You didn't say any of this. You said lose weight. <laughs> wow. I said, Alexis, you can either we've had this discussion before. You either give you it to your wife. You think I won't post you think I won't post the screen cap. <laughs> I said, you said you could give it to your wife or or lose weight. So Boom. you said lose weight. That's if change. you want to fit in the kit. <laughs> That's <laughs> what are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what is it? it's a it's a solution to a problem. That I didn't is, know those, we. I, I gave didn't you, know this is where our relationship had gone. I no, gave we, you two options. Right. I gave you two Why options. Why don't you gain weight? <laughs> I'm gonna skinny shame on this show. Uh, thank you, Charleston Battery. We got a message that says we are so excited to get back underway uh, with our season. We hope you enjoy our new gear. Uh, keep up the great work with your show. We all love it best, Charleston Battery. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys are the best. Appreciate it. My uh, wife is gonna love the new kit, and uh, also me doing. <laughs> Ab crunches as per Christian's demand. You know what, Charleston Battery, you are inspiring. <laughs> no, Alexis you're not. I'm getting Doritos <laughs> in the free. <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, all right, everybody. Look, uh, come right back because we have an awesome, awesome interview with Shea Groom of the Houston Dash. She's the NWSL Challenge Cup MVP. And they're uh, the champs. And she, yeah, and she's the MVP of today's show. Uh, so come right back. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the episode. We just want to bring it with order from one of our sponsors, us, and you. That's right, Gully Squad, out in full force. Uh, That's right, uh, out. I mean, you mean in, in full force. We are staying inside. <laughs> we, are, we are outdoors <laughs> yeah. spreading this disease. That's what we do, Gully Squad. We cough in everyone's mouths, <laughs> But we, dude. we're spreading gulliness, all right? None, of that, right. none of that COVID nonsense. Nah, dude, we're, sp- we're spreading COVID-69. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the fun one. Yeah, dude. You didn't think you'd want it in the beginning, but when you get it, you're like, you know what? It's kind of fun. So, yes, uh, shout out to, 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 to Gully Squad. And, uh, yeah, for people who help uh, support the show, help us uh, put out more content. We've been doing a lot more stuff, especially uh, on uh, live streaming. Uh, they've been a part of it as well. We've been doing stuff on Twitch. It's been really, really fun. Uh, even though, yeah, we're stuck at home, we're, we can still uh, do some fun stuff and, and give, you know, whether it's a Exclusive content, a dope Slack channel. Uh, we're, we're still uh, putting out great work, uh, and, and that's all because of Gully Squad. Absolutely, and they they support us, and we want to we want to make sure that that's uh, we give them back some cool content, and also we want to make sure we find other people that want to come hang out in this Slack channel because so far it is pretty lit. Yeah. It's all it's pretty awesome. Exactly. So if you want to join Gully Squad, all you got to do is go to soccercoolings.com and click on the Join Gully Squad button. It's right there on the menu. It's at the top. It is at the bottom. Uh, very visible, easy to find, and it's a it's a great community. And there's also uh, great perks. Obviously, we, you know, the Gully Squad was invited to our birthday party, and uh, how lit was that? I mean, they got to they got to hang out with who are some of the folks they got to hang out with, Alexis. I mean, it was a wild time <laughs> that I'm kind of forgetting that because I drank so heavily. But we had Sal Volcano of the Impractical Jokers come through. That's right. Okay, we, we had, that's right. The Impractical Jokers. We had Alexi Lawless come through, who some say. Is a kind of a clown, right? Yeah, see, <laughs> he's he's a less practical Joker. Uh, he's uh, he also serenaded us, yeah. right, with a guitar. Ellie Menjum of Darby Days hey. and Copa ninety fame. We had a uh, Mart- Zach Valentine, Cal Martino, Edson Buttle. Yes. I mean, everybody uh, was there. It was super super fun. Uh, so those are some of the cool uh, perks that come with being uh, uh, in Gully Squad, and and we try to give everybody a really fun and unique experience that you. May not be able to get everywhere else if you you know just a casual soccer fan so feel free to join uh again uh you can uh, subscribe at what like whatever level and whatever you want to give every month uh and there's different uh you know perks for uh, the, the different levels as well so make sure uh go, again go to soccercoolings.com uh click on the join Gully squad button and come aboard toot toot <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, baby, we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC. And, Christian, this doesn't happen all the time, right? We don't just get champions rolling through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> usually whenever there's a, a final or a championship and we're like, hey, would you like to come on the show? They don't even pick up the phone. They don't yeah. even answer the email. They, Bruh, unless, a- unless you got Budweiser or <laughs> Champagne, I'm not <laughs> – I'm not responding to your email. You know what I mean? I need so, trophies or liquor right now. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely thrilled uh, about our next guest. I mean, guys, you've, you've watched her all through the NWSL Challenge Cup. You probably watched her in the seasons prior, and I'm pretty sure at this point she's scored on every team in the <laughs> NWSL. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, in fact, if you are a pullover, have some respect for a champion and put your hand <laughs> together for the one the only your forward of your houston dash champions of the nwsl championship cup challenge cup my bad ladies and gentlemen shake room best intro i've ever had let's go i'm hyped let's go play a game you go do that we'll watch i ain't trying to play against you uh shay we've uh the last uh you know not only throughout the challenge cup but just the, the last few months uh we your your name has come up on this show uh, often uh, yeah. we are huge huge fans of you uh, I, I think uh, you know the the rest of the country the rest of the world is probably you know the, the challenge cup gave the opportunity for a lot of people to just know who a lot of uh, players are that that may not be you know you know regularly on the u.s women's national team and things like that what was this challenge cup like for you because all i my memory of this challenge cup is you soaring through yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the just the whole tournament uh, how, how did you feel about it i mean i loved every second of it obviously you guys i mean are familiar with my journey i spent three years in kansas city and have kind of been trained around the country um ever since then so this is my third team in three years so um it's been such a wild ride i mean i got to houston and then was quarantined essentially and uh lived by myself so i was training on my own and it was just such a weird a weird thing um but once we were able to get the team together it just all came together uh, orga- so organically and naturally, and we kind of took on that uh, identity and and that we were the underdog and we had this big chip on our shoulder, something to prove, and uh, just wrote it wrote it the whole way. And obviously, had some huge special moments in there. And uh, it, it feels weird that I've only been here for a few months. Like I feel like I've been on this team for like years, and <laughs> they're like family now, obviously. But um, to just be able to bring it home was next level it was everything now i mean one of the first thing people are going to say about the houston dash is that they never made the playoffs and then you get there and it's a trophy (laughs) celebration so shay is it you was it you (laughs) rachel and rachel and i were actually in the post-game interview after the championship and they were like rachel what's the difference you've been here for five years and i was like (laughs) (laughs) she was like you didn't assist me once don't don't start talking shay Actually, no, um, I have I have a question about Rachel yeah. Daly and assisting. So you tied her for goals going into the pretty much the 90th minute uh, in, in the final, but she assisted you. So that means she won the tiebreaker for the golden boot. So you scored enough to share the golden boot, <laughs> but she assisted you, so she wins. That's kind of bittersweet, though, isn't it? And how hard okay. were you trying to get that next goal? I know. Well, a lot of people don't know. I mean, we have a great relationship. She's my best friend on the team. So, um, you know, we were – I think that's honestly what made it is that we're so competitive the whole time. It was like – yeah, I want you to win. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, like, I'll yeah. pass you the ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, but 
obviously she's an incredible player, but I told her, um, I was like, cause I knew she needed one assist and unless I got an assist and a goal, like it wasn't going to happen. And I think one of the tiebreakers was like the least amount of minutes played. So Lynn Williams was going to get it automatically and sorry, North Carolina courage. You can't have any more awards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so geez, we were like, yeah, give them, give them a break. Gotta right? find a way. Yeah. I was like, Rachel, if I give you the goal bonus and by, if you give me an assist and I, I get you the goal bonus, you're buying me a Nintendo Switch, so <laughs> there you go. I got something out of it. Yeah, that's a yeah. good deal. Oh man, you can't yeah. play Mario Kart on no trophy. You know <laughs> exactly. I mean? You good? <laughs> and speaking of Rachel Daly, Rachel was always very um, uh, in, in, in all the videos, especially about the final, about the tournament. She was always um, mentioning this this circle that could not be broken, you know. And sometimes, uh, you know, people sometimes sometimes things can feel like cheesy or whatever. Whatever, like inspiring this, inspiring that, but this, there was something really serious about this unity that this this team had. Because look, yeah, the 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 track record uh, and the results for the last few years have not been ideal. Uh, but when it comes to uh, when it came to real unity and, sh and and a cohesion, it really felt like the the Houston Dash had that above every other squad. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people just we'll obviously never see behind the scenes if you're not a part of the team, but in just such a short time with so many new players coming in, we just dealt with what felt like every other day was like some big dilemma or, um, you know, things that we just had to sort through as a team and it sucked and it was such a struggle, but in some weird way, I think it's what bonded us. And, um, I think in some of those dire moments when, when you need that as a team and a lot of teams probably miss out on that because of the quarantine and, and things like that. Um, we kind of, we just soaked it in and yeah, once she started talking about the circle, it was like from the quarterfinals on, like nothing was getting through, you know, all these people had so much to say about the Houston dash and like what it was and we were getting lucky and we were just kicking the ball along and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, man, look at it. We've, we've got the top goal scorers. We've got the yeah. most shutouts. We've um, played the top teams that made the playoffs last year. Like, stop the chatter. Like, nothing's coming into the circle and no one's getting in. Yeah, we don't hear you. <laughs> we don't hear you. <laughs> when you look at that, that was it the first or second match, the 3-3 draw? It was the, the first. The first. Okay. When it, it looked like you guys were going to win 7 nothing, and then all of a sudden it's 3-3. Three, three. What changed after that? Because it showed you guys had the guns <laughs> to, to score goals. <laughs> y'all were, were running amok. But what changed after that? Because it seems like you guys just became a different team after that. Yeah, I will say that looking back, it, it was a really hard loss for us because we felt we deserved to win it by two goals. Um, and so that was like heartbreaking, but I think it had to happen because it humbled us in a, in a way that we needed to be humbled. I think at the time, you know, I think we came out and scored those goals and we hadn't felt like that in preseason or anything like that. And I think everyone started to believe a little bit more. And, um, I think it made us focus and reset a little bit more defensively. So, uh, definitely like the first game, I think set the tone for the tournament and gave us that balance of we can hang and we can do this. Like yeah. we've said, we wanted to win this tournament. Now we can actually do it. Um, but we got to clean up a little bit of this other stuff and um, people that come in the game have to be ready. And I think that's, that's a difference. I mean, it's hard to be a sub on the bench. So um, for some of those players to, you know, have to be like, this is a responsibility. When we come in the game, like we got to close it out. Yeah. Um, so 
It but was, for like 20 minutes, y'all must have been like, damn, they ain't even trying, huh? We got yeah. this in the back. I was like, who are we? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm scaring myself out here. No, I, seriously. I mean, <laughs> we were like, we're, we're cool with it. Let's roll. <laughs> but let's talk about offense, bruh. Yeah. Because <laughs> not, it wasn't. y'all had to check a bag. Didn't, <laughs> well, you didn't bring a carry-on's worth of offense. <laughs> y'all were like, this there's a couple overweight stickers on these bags. We're going to get charged double and triple. <laughs> because, look, not only – we mentioned this uh, uh, on, the, on the last show, but it, it wasn't just about, like, scoring a couple goals here and there. You know, uh, it, was, it was highlights. It was straight up uh, – you know, people, people started calling you Air Groom, okay? Air Groom, though. <laughs> okay. Because your, your header, not only – and it's just exclusively bangers, right? It wasn't just like, <laughs> here, you know, a, a, a tap-in or whatever. It's uh, like you waited. You waited for the keepers to get back in position just so you could, you could posterize I, <laughs> them. <laughs> I know you've been you, – you've spoken uh, especially about playing with uh, the players that you're playing with and, and Rachel Daly and the fact that you get to be set up a little bit better than maybe you have in other teams. But what is the difference to allow you to have that sense of freedom to – just, I mean, make highlight reels and, and, and videos go viral and stuff like that. Like that, what, what has been the, what has unlocked your game in that way? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I don't think I expected to come here and everything just like be solved from the past couple of years where I've been a little less effective, but honestly, the way that James brought me in and he, the first conversation I had with him, he was like, you're playing the 10. I see you here. Like you're going to be incredible for this team. Cause you can do this, this, and this. And and just let me be um in all honesty uh, you'll rarely see me having a lot of conversations with him other than he came to me at halftime in the championship game and said you need to smile <laughs> you're taking this too seriously like and i'm over here just like racking my brain trying to be perfect he's like you need to think less and and just be you because when you're instinctual like you're unstoppable so um i think the way that he's unlocked my game is just by leaving me alone and trusting me that you know i I can't perform and I can bring it out myself. And um, I'm so thankful for that because I think I've always looked to the coach to like get it out of me, you know? And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave you. You do your thing. We'll figure it out. Um, Damn, and so then you got your own circle. It's like yeah. a circle of one inside <laughs> my, the circle. My own circle over here. <laughs> I know. That's what people are like. I'm always off on my own, do my own little thing. And he's like, just let her be, let her be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. And then obviously playing next to players that are like me. I mean, Christy Mewis in the midfield, even Sophie Schmidt, like we really got rolling there at, um, at the end of the tournament and uh, just felt so cohesive. And, and then obviously adding Rachel in there, you know, we just want to piss teams off, honestly. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then I think that unlocks my game in a whole new way because I'm usually the crazy one. And now it's like I'm competing with the crazy ones that are also on my team. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Now you're like, wow, I'm wildly normal. Yeah. I know. I was like, why am I over here like calling people down? <laughs> Yeah, 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 coach. Can we uh, can we switch this up a little bit? I seem to be the the relaxed one now. <laughs> what, uh, let me ask just about uh, Sophie Schmidt real quick because I've only gotten to hear her in some interviews after the match. What exactly is her accent? Because it sounds like it's a little bit of Rachel Daly and a little bit of you. You know what I mean? I can't. She sounds like Fraser Crane. I can't picture oh, like where's she from? You know, she's a Vancouver girl. Yeah, I, oh. how does she have like a semi English accent? Or am I the only one here? It. Do you hear it when you talk to her? I, her husband also has an accent. I'm not sure where it's from, but ah. it is 
So maybe it, maybe that is it. <laughs> maybe it's blended over. <laughs> you know, She's got a I, nice blend. Yeah, <laughs> I did want to uh, t- talk about the the, the celebration uh, in the locker room uh, because uh, again, I think this not only was it just awesome to see, but you know, with NWSL being the first team sport to come back, uh, uh, you know, after the the lockdown, they I think there was something. Um, you know, very kind of inspiring about just about going through that and then celebrating in that way. You had some of the just some awesome images you hold biting down uh, the the metal. Uh, Christy Mewis with uh, all the beers. With everyone's beer. (laughs) (laughs) With all the, just not not a beer, not some beers, all the beers. Yeah, she Uh, emptied the the Budweiser truck on her own. (laughs) She's like, I got it. I got it, everybody. How did that, how did that feel for you to be able to celebrate that way it was honestly such a relief i think again what we went through we like needed a moment um <laughs> just to be there i we actually were told yesterday on the plane that we were supposed to have the room for 20 minutes and we had it for two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly um, right <laughs> yeah and and obviously we had a great time with it because you know i think for me too it's special i've I celebrated a championship in 2015 um, and there was nothing like that. You know, we had a couple bottles of champagne in the locker room, but um, nothing to that extent. So uh, just to be able to celebrate how far the leagues come as well. And then to, you know, have the sponsorship with Budweiser. I mean, I did the internship with Budweiser through the NWSL uh, last, this last off season um, in New York. So um, that's been a company that's like so near and dear to my heart and to kind of, be able to celebrate it all in a way was was so fun and and James was obviously in on it. I mean, he our our pregame speech that day was like he eats oatmeal and everything to the same every breakfast the whole time we've been in the bubble and he was like tomorrow I don't want oatmeal I don't want my orange juice I want a hangover. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and we were like let's. <laughs> so after the game, it was like. All right, we're going like we've already said we're doing all this stuff like we're going for it. So it's yeah. so funny because like it feels like and maybe this is sort of a holdover from uh the Women's World Cup, but it feels like especially in this country, the women's soccer players are setting uh, the trend, they're setting the culture. I remember championship celebrations as being like, you know, the New York Yankees spraying champagne, goggles, couple of smiles. Oh, look, someone's getting a portal over their head. Yo, the Women's World Cup, the Women's National Team, <laughs> nah, you gotta twerk. If you don't win, you gotta twerk. You gotta have game. You gotta dance. It's gotta be chore- choreographed. You gotta have your social ready. Everyone's cell phone charging during the game. I don't want anybody on, on yellow battery at the end of the match. And it seems like you, the Houston Dash, have sort of, sort of carried that baton. Do you think this is, like, did that have anything to do with your celebrations? Did you think, like, yo, we gotta one up the Women's National Team? <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I'll just credit the girls. Obviously we have some incredible personalities, but you're right. It was like, everyone's on Instagram live. I said, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Texas A&M traditions, but, and you might've seen on sports center, but, um, I'm chugging out of the trophy because I had never done my Aggie ring dunk. Um, ah. and that's something you're supposed to do. Like when you get your ring, your, uh, end of your junior year. And so we had talked about it earlier in the tournament. Alicia Chapman was actually like, so tell me about your ring dunk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done it. Like that's a a really, really bad thing as an Aggie. So you drop your ring in a pitcher of beer and you chug it versus your friends, like as quickly as you can. Mm. Um, But it's like, bro, that's how it works. (laughs) Texas A&M, Giga Max. Um, But you're supposed like everyone has done it. Everyone 
at the school has done it. And yeah. I didn't do it because I graduated early. I was playing soccer. Like it just, it wasn't a thing. So I told him, I was like, oh, I'll chuck it out of the trophy if we, if we get there. And of course the trophy is like a perfect chalice to do <laughs> yeah. it. From. And my parents called me and were like, the neighbor came and told us you were on sports center. So we turned it on and it was you chugging out of the trophy. <laughs> You're like, yup. And I've like, never been prouder proud. of my daughter. Yeah, yeah. We printed it out and put it on the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also we, saw Christy on, uh, I think it was on your Instagram doing uh, taxi. She had a taxi, taxi beer. beer. She had a beer. She had the championship trophy filled with beer, but she wasn't allowed to drink it until yeah. the plane taxi landing back in <laughs> <Yes>. Houston. <laughs> I don't know what I, that is, but I want a taxi beer the next time I go on an airplane. It is a thing. It should be a thing. Um, I will say, I'm sure you guys thought the locker room celebration was fun, and it, it was, but the plane ride home. Yeah, it was the PJ, <laughs> right? It was the private jet? The private jet. Let's James go. on the speaker, the whole, I mean, we are chanting <laughs> our chants. <laughs> it was, it was incredible. I'll never forget it. When, when you guys land in Houston, right? Is this your moment to say like, yo, let's go party again. Or did y'all need a break and then restart the, the partying and the celebrating <laughs> after? Cause I'm assuming at some point y'all need to hydrate, man. It can't all be fermented sugar. Yeah. I mean, some people definitely needed a break. Others didn't. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was in that group. I just <laughs> took my bags yeah. with me. Um, didn't even come to my own place last night. Just <laughs> stayed with the other girls at the other apartment and kept on celebrating. Ordered some pizzas, some Cane's chicken fingers, <laughs> and we popped some more champagne. Okay. So other than the champagne, you guys celebrated like I live my life regularly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a re Alexis's regular diet. You know uh, what? I think you're right. I think I'm gonna add champagne to my diet. You know? <laughs> Can't just do chicken fingers and regular beer. You gotta add a little champagne every once in a while. I, I did also want to ask about um, because the, the first time we saw you play in person, it was actually a really unfortunate uh, kind of scenario. This was um, we went to Sky Blue's first game uh, at Red Bull Arena, uh, which obviously was a big deal, especially in the New York, New Jersey area. It was a huge deal for for Sky Blue to be able to play there. You were with the the, the Rain and playing against uh, your old team, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> and you uh, had an injury. You had a rib injury. I from what I remember, you I think it was like a maybe a 50-50 ball. You collided with Carly Lloyd, and uh, it did not go well, right? Well, I've high fived Carly Lloyd once. And she didn't move her hand. I moved my hand towards her, and I still hurt my hand. So I can't imagine when you got injured. I was like, "Nah, I get it. She's a brick wall." So you know, we we've mentioned this on the show before, but it was obviously scary for us. I can imagine uh, for you, but you, we were on the on the pitch on the sideline, and your uh, uh, you uh, the the bed your car went right next to us, and uh, we obviously we saw you actually in pain, and it was kind of. We were just concerned. I was checking immediately, like, how is she doing? Is she okay? I think uh, I remember you saying, actually, it hurts so bad or it hurts so much. Like, I mean, that's when it hit us. Like, this isn't just a regular injury. And we were like, oh, no. We hope she's okay. Yeah. I mean, that was a wild day. Like you said, it was such a special day because I was a part of that 2018 squad in Sky Blue. And uh, there's still such a special place in my heart, that team. Um, and they just to see that and they deserve that and everything that Lisa's has done for them. I mean, just to be able to play at Red Bull was like monumental for that club. So yeah. it was such a special day. And then obviously such a weird thing. I mean, I broke my, I fractured my rib in the air. 
um, just because I came down when Carly's elbow was up and it somehow jammed up under there and oh. snapped in the air. Um, and I was in so much pain on the field because when he was touching around, it was just so basically when you uh, crack or fracture a rib, it, there's usually just a line. But if you um, displace it, it like breaks like this. Oh, boy. So he was like touching it and it was just going like this. Oh, right. No. Okay. Hard, sorry. Sorry. No, that's so, but you can feel the pain. Yeah. But I mean, like they were giving me, I mean, uh, it was hardest week of my life, but honestly it heals so quickly after that. But the, I mean, the coaches and uh, Bill Predmore, the owner of rain, uh, were at the hospital with me in tears, watching me like be in tears. So, um, I'll just say throwing up with a broken rib is, not the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, hold it in. We, uh, we, we followed you on social and, and I remember you went to go like stay with your family, but you, you took a while to post. So Christian and I were like, have you heard from Shay? Have you heard from Shay for like three days? We were just so worried. We wanted to make sure you were okay, but it's, it's been kind of dope to sort of see that moment live with our eyes and then see where you're at today and have you on the show uh, with a championship medal around your neck. It's got a lot of bite marks in it. <laughs> it's it's kind of dope. It's kind of dope. It's coming full circle all right yeah, yeah it, it is good to see and I, we had a question from uh, uh from gully squad or our, our supporters group the cooling supporters group uh and matt uh l he said uh, i i've been a fan since you came into the league uh, and i had high hopes for you in seattle he's from seattle uh and he said what, what honestly what had been the difference uh in your freedom of play in in houston he's loved watching you play so i, I assume it has uh, similar to the, the freedom that the coach is giving you yeah, definitely. I mean, I loved my time, obviously, in Tacoma with um, with Rain and getting to be reunited with Vladko. I was like, all right, we're back. Um, but, you know, sometimes with injury and just just the situation and, and the season um, doesn't always go as well as you'd like it to. I felt like every time I found my groove there, something would happen, um, whether it's injury, just a little hiccup kind of thing like that. But um, I think when I just came to Houston, it was – really in, in the cheesiest sense, a new chapter. Um, and felt like I was coming home in a way, just obviously have, having gone to A&M and my dad's family's from Texas. So um, I just think it was a new start for me after what's been a, a really crappy couple of years on and off the field. So um, it was just kind of a new page. What is that, what does that freedom do for you that other clubs didn't do? Like, what is it? Does it stop you from having to find space or or be in a certain position? Like, I remember uh, Clint Dempsey always talked about his ability to roam freed up his game, but it's so confusing to those of us who've never played. And you can see what I look like. You know, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of confusing for us. So, what what exactly does that add? Does it allow you to sort of make late runs, or what? What does it exactly do for you? I think it allows me to think less because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'd be asking too many questions and like trying to analyze too many things. So, um, like I said before, I think it allows me to be instinctual and, and it gives me a sense of trust. Like, you know what, they believe in me, so I don't need to try to find that from anywhere else. And, um, I can just rely on, um, the intelligence that I have and, and believe in that and not constantly question it because as you guys know, I mean, the mental side of the game is just, I by far the most important in my opinion and and so for them to just 
trust me and then know that I'm fast enough to get back on defense when I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I got it. I'll be there. Yeah, and when it came, you mentioned Vlako uh, Andonovsky, obviously the head coach uh, for the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, he was there in the in the bubble watching all the games, writing in his notebook. Taking uh, notes. His, his notebook already has the Twitter account. Uh, do, you, do you feel Shea Groom's name? Is written in that notebook, you know, often enough to uh, hopefully get uh, a call up with him. I mean, we'll never know. I, I, uh, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've known Blacko since I was like nine years old, so uh, we go way back, and he's always been such a monumental piece of my career, and um, always always believed in me. I mean, if you've seen press conferences from past years, I mean, he's always believed in my abilities, and uh, obviously, it'd be cool for us to be reunited at that level. Um, and I know that if he does call me in, it'll be just and because, you know, he believes that I deserve to be there. So um, obviously looking forward to it if it happens. Um, but uh, uh, I guess we'll we'll just have to see. <laughs> You're like, no taxi beer <laughs> for that flight when I get no, to camp. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so we, again, we had uh, some more questions from Gully Squad. Uh, we had a, another good one from uh, Emily Gertis. She had asked... Uh, uh, she had mentioned, we mentioned this earlier before as well. Uh, she says she scored a, a goal against every NWSL team now. What is that like? And where do you get your insane vertical leap? <laughs> I do see a uh, basketball rim on the door jam behind you. Is that <laughs> is that part of your training? <laughs> you Instead of just dunking on defenders, you, uh, you dunking at home? I'm just saying you had to be creative during the quarantine, so... <laughs> If anyone's asking, that's where that's where it happens. The magic happens. Um, no, obviously scoring against every team. I, I guess I, I saw that and was like, hasn't a lot of people done that? But a lot of people have been at the same club the whole, the whole time. So, yeah. um, I think it actually happened. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it happened in 2018 when I was in Jersey because I scored against Orlando and that was the last time. But um, it came out here. I'm not sure why, but um, maybe I hadn't scored against one of the teams, but. <laughs> It's it's a cool thing. I I mean I would have never like thought of that. Um, but how how crazy? Yeah, I mean it. it there is a, there is um I think there's a, a certain uh sort of health and 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 to the league when you when you have players you know even though it, it kind of sucks to be traded around everywhere but w when you have the the stability of a league to have journey women that can go in different places and every club is you know viable and stable and st continues to exist that's a pretty good uh, scenario. Obviously there have been clubs that have folded, but uh, you know it's it's not the worst statistic. It means that a lot of people want to hire you wherever you go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, Speaking of, say. actually, you're going to have a new one that you're going to have to score two, actually, uh, <laughs> because Louisville's getting a club um, and uh, now Angel City. And actually, uh, Valeria uh, Tapia, who's from Los Angeles and is already a big fan of Angel City, uh, is, has mentioned or I had the question, what are your thoughts on Angel City's ownership group, specifically uh, Olympia, <laughs> Olympia <laughs> Ohanian? Uh, and uh, would you like to see more teams not affiliated uh, with MLS? I mean, first of all, Angel City, I mean, that's been incredible. Obviously, they did their back work and made this an incredible thing and and have it ready to go, you know, and I think they're only going to keep growing that fanship before they even bring that team in. And, and it's going to be really, really great for our league. And, and obviously, having the uh, majority women ownership group, I mean, that's just special, you know. And I think as little girls growing up, whether they want to actually play the game or just be involved in it, it kind of sets this new dream that, you know, we, I didn't grow up thinking that I could own a soccer team or I could be on a soccer team. So 
um, that's that's a really cool part about this league and have have been in it for so long. Um, that's been really cool to see it grow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. The the, the yeah the other thing I wanted to ask, even just about you, your uh, your experience with uh, you know being a professional athlete in NWSL, because um, like I remember when we we hosted an event in Charlotte um, and like Megan Rapino was there and and we were like interviewing her on stage in front of like four thousand people it and wild. it was just like there were all these little girls coming up to us. They were like, "Can you give Megan my this picture I drew of her?" And I'm like, the 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 influence <laughs> that that uh, frankly w w women athletes but w women soccer players specifically there is just some uh, um you know just in inspiration that i feel like uh they that they offer um what has been your experience with uh you know having fans having especially after this challenge cup there are i'm sure there's tons of little girls looking up to you probably get all these uh messages and stuff like that what what has that meant to you I mean, it's meant the world. I think you, you grow up and you, even when you're in it, you're like, no one's really watching. Like, I'm not really important, you know? And then there'll be one, one girl, one little girl. I can, I can name one girl in Tacoma. Her name's Lucy and came up to a game, printed out a picture of us after every single game and wanted me to sign it and wrote a cute note. And one time she missed the game for like a dance recital or something and made sure that that's why I knew that that's why she wasn't at the game. Um, so it just, wish, it's just, I wish she was more of a loyal fan, but what are you going to do? You <laughs> I know? know, you know, what? you can't <laughs> teach know, this like, generation. <laughs> yeah. Where's your loyalty? Priorities kid? <laughs> here. <laughs> come on, kid. No, um, but it's, it's special. And that's what I've loved about this league. And, you know, obviously I hope that it grows big and beyond everyone's dreams, but it's been special to play in some of these intimate venues where you can engage with the fans and you can build those relationships. And I've always made it. I mean, I've always felt like it's an obligation to get back to the game and something that I've wanted to do. And that's why I stay involved with the youth leagues and ECNL specifically. And just making sure that girls know that you can play football like past college and you can make money from it and uh, you can continue to chase your dream because it exists now. And, and yeah. I didn't grow up thinking that. So um, definitely something that's been some something I've been always passionate about in my career. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about some of the players getting uh, some, you know, seriously hard looks from some European clubs um, in, in particular, some of the, the bigger national team players are certainly uh, getting uh, some, some options out there. Is that, is that something that, you know, you're looking towards or what, just what are your thoughts on, on that happening? Yeah. I mean, I think for any player, it's, it's, it's unique and it's cool to go see another part of the world and, and get to play football and, uh, you know, it's different everywhere. It's a different style everywhere. Our, obviously, our league's different than uh, what the European le league looks like, um, what the Australian league looks like. So um, definitely, I think it's it's good for players to go out and get that experience. Um, obviously, I'm biased, and I think this is the best league in the world. So um, I'll probably always stay here. I want to be close to family, and, and I just – I love the U.S., and, and I love building this league and being a part of it, and I don't want to be a part of anything else. So um, not to say I wouldn't – go on loan or something like that. But, um, and it sells my home for sure. Yeah. yeah. Someone uh, shows up with that bag. Take that bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, last question we have from uh, Neil Gavoni. He had asked, well, what was something you and your teammates did together uh, while in the bubble uh, for fun and, and to pass the time? What, what, yeah. What, uh, well, we did some intense ping ponging. I feel, I feel very confident about my game now. Um, <laughs> So yeah, me and Rachel Daly are partners and we'll take anyone on that, uh, that wants to challenge us. Um, we played a lot of Mario Kart. I'm not sure if you guys kind of saw that stuff, but um, 
obviously we were in a bubble, so um, <laughs> everything was funny. But uh, me, Mar or me, uh, Megan Oyster, who is Mario, um, and Luigi, <laughs> who is Rachel Daly, um, and I'm Yoshe. So uh, that was kind of our little three pack. We, what a last great night we name. were like this is Mario Party. Like, yeah, <laughs> anyways, uh, and then I taught them to juggle actually. So oh, hey. I also know um, how to juggle. Yeah, I learned. I, I learned on YouTube. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I learned. Wait, last juggle year like not. Ran. Not you're not juggling a soccer ball, yeah. Because I'm no. like, I would hope that the professional players know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, officially we ordered like juggling balls off Amazon. Like, I mean, it was a serious thing. So, oh, she okay. really got into it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I can't juggle, and I've never played Mario Kart. <laughs> Seriously, I've never once played it. Right, I've seen, I've seen it. I get it. They're driving around a car. Look out for the banana, but I don't know anything else. <laughs> Alexis didn't have a childhood. He has a. Nah, he has, I worked in a own. factory at eleven. Anyway, that's a true story. Right. I learned how to juggle a job in in, in elementary school. That's what I learned to juggle. And a mortgage. Anyway, <laughs> smoking right. a cigar. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Thank you to Shay Groom yes. uh, again, NWSL Challenge Cup champion. Uh, MVP, uh, just uh, thank you for just taking the time. I mean, yes, you could be partying, but you are hanging out with us, so we really, really appreciate it. Uh, Shay, is there anything you want to let people know before uh, we sign off? The Houston Dash are taking fans. Jump on the bandwagon now. You're a little late, but we'll still take you. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. All right. So everyone's on notice. Yeah. Uh, Come uh, aboard. But we know who you are. <laughs> so everybody, make sure you follow uh, Shay Groom on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. She is awesome there. Uh, and uh, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports on all social media platforms, at Soccer Cooligans as well. Yeah. And make sure to subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program uh shay you are uh the best thank Incredible. you so much champ uh for joining us let's uh wrap up the show the way we normally do so uh for shay groom my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we the, the cool